Jess. I'm good. Oh, I forgot to say, welcome to Ella's for Losers, a pop culture reality TV roundup. (laughs) I could tell on your face. And I was looking at it too, but I just skipped right over it. But hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Jessica Jarden. Hi, Marcy Jaro. Hello. Hi, friend. How are you? Oh, I'm, you know, just living in my Omicron world. And I was telling Jess I have to work next week. So I really have to isolate because they test you before you go do stuff. So like, yeah, so I just like you gotta be extra extra. Yeah. And I don't know specifically what days I work. So I just have to like stay inside for the next week and a half, I guess. No, I I think Omicron seems to still I forget if we've said this, but in my brain, I'm thinking of like Omicron is like on a bender through all of California, certainly all of America, definitely L.A. Yeah. Increasingly, you and I will be like strange weirdos if we don't end up getting this is yeah. what it's coming to <laughs> or we just didn't know that we got it or something yeah yes uh, exactly but exactly. it is funny though because i have a lot of friends in in the industry and if you're going to a set in any capacity like if you test positive you don't get to go to that set so if you like i have a friend who's on a television series and it's like if in they have like groups so if anyone mm. in her group tests positive then they have to figure out like were they in contact with anyone else and can we still shoot it all with any of them or is it someone big who we can't shoot any of it now and so it gets really costly oh yeah we've been having a thing at buzzfeed where even after because we've been like directors and people on our shoots have have gotten it and even after they are like, quote unquote, recovered, it's like this long window that you still test positive is what's killing us. Uh. You know, it's like people are doing the mandatory quarantine. But for certain people, I think a fair number of people you continue to test even after. And so we've been like, absolutely frantically like shuffling people around because even if people are well that doesn't mean that they can come on set because if you test positive you can't come on set it's awesome it's really fun because i think (laughs) i think in like the majority of industries like you know maybe you wouldn't get tested so you maybe you would go and you're not you because you're not sick and you don't know so you would go or you know so that would be like maybe you would go to work and you had it but it didn't really affect anyone else or whatever but for us they're like truly it's like (laughs) like giving like they shove it up your nose as soon as you get there and then you have to wait 15 minutes and they're like you can come or go even for the podcast i did it was like that yeah Uh, yeah which is like Um, fine it's just because it's it's good to know, but it's just like an, another little wrinkle that I don't know everyone has to deal with. No, and I was telling you right before we started that mere moments ago, Adele put up a oh. tearful post because she is at least like in the immediate canceling her Las Vegas residency dates. And I believe the first show is supposed to be tomorrow. And That's it's her like wild. crying, saying that not only were there like shipping delays, I, I assume on all kinds, who knows, gear sets, who knows what you need for a Vegas residency. But that also, it sounded like her crew and I'm sure staff were just um, impacted by COVID and that they just like couldn't get it together in time. And it's her like crying, being Uh. like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I know people traveled. And it is like we were saying like, yeah, that... It's the night before like that. That does really suck. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that they're, they're not making the healthy, correct, safe choice, but it's like, well... 
That still sucks. For I know, everybody. and it's so much money on the line that I think Oof. the people who are the big money people that none of us would ever know who they are. And same thing, like whether it's a concert or whether it's Vegas, whether it's like a network studio exec, when they're like, no, 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 we're going to lose millions of dollars if we don't go forward. Let's see if we can do this. So they're pushing yes. it instead of being like, you know what? We should just, we should just like hold off for a month and then get back. Cause we're going it, it, to, we're going to bounce back like that still, yes. but it'll be, yeah. She says in it that they've been up, for like 30 hours trying to figure out what to do and she but looks it's like but what i think is silly it's like that you do the obvious thing like every i know no one wants to lose money you should have figured this out a couple weeks ago whenever the numbers came out like we knew we knew this was going to be january anyway yes. covid talk covid talk covid talk feel bad for adele but also not so bad because i didn't have tickets so you can only feel so sorry for something you're yeah. not a part of right we couldn't afford them <laughs> so afford them. hey we wanted them i do Maybe want them Maybe there's a lesson in there, Adele. <laughs> just saying, this is about us somehow. <laughs> also, let's. I'm going to put a call out there. I'm just going to put the call out there that I want to see Olivia Rodrigo at the Greek. If anyone wants to give me their tickets, uh, or if anyone knows of Olivia, when, is, when are the dates? I think it's like April or May, so it's like a, a ways off. But they are okay. sold out. And I started looking on those reselling sites, and I was like, okay, a thousand dollars. Let me start <laughs> looking through my pennies. But that's. I feel like that is a small venue for how popular she I is. I know. I, I think that would be the most exciting place to see her because the Greek is yeah. like I've never been there for one oh uh, it, you've it, never been to the greek no. it's upper street i know i could Ugh. walk there from my house it would take too long and i would be like really can i just park and <laughs> it's you know it's historic it's famous uh, i love olivia rodrigo well maybe it'll get kicked up to a bigger venue who knows and maybe no, i want be more ticks i want tickets i know to that. i know i know someone's I know, but i'm putting it out there i'm putting it into the universe Put it on the universe. Well, we learned that some of the stuff we put into our Marco Polos with Trish sometimes get get answered. Yeah. So when there we is a magical ability, perhaps. When we complain about stuff, it gets fixed. Okay, let's talk about stuff that we're watching. Or <gasps> to, actually, before we get into stuff you're watching, have you seen... <laughs> I'm going to talk about a TikTok, uh, a TikTok trend right now. It's not even a trend. Have you heard about West End... West End West, sorry, West Elm Caleb. No. Oh my God. Tell me. <sighs> okay. So I may get some of the details of this wrong because there's so much information coming out. So this woman went, was like all prepared to go on a date with this guy who was like a tall guy named Caleb or she went on a date and it was great. And then she got ghosted and she made like a silly little TikTok about it. I think she only said that, you know, his that she was going on a date and like in the like in the caption of it was like something about like a Caleb. And then someone's like, wait, is this West End? What? Why do I keep saying West End? This one gets you. <laughs> is this West Elm, Caleb? And every all of a sudden, dozens and dozens and dozens of women were like, <gasps> oh, my God, I went on a date with West um caleb as well and he ghosted me and so this man went viral he he is so he lives in new york i think he's 25 his name is caleb he's six foot four and he works as a designer at west elm so he's pretty easy to be like we all like they figured it out so fast yeah of course and so many women had so many stories about him and then people started 
weren't like posting like their interactions with him or like just telling their story of like yeah he sent me like a picture of his dick or whatever and it's just like <gasps> this guy is being raked over the coals right oh. now and he's just like a 25 year old guy who, oh my god who, I love this I mean I'm sorry it's happening to these women yeah but... I, I guess like the actual like the, the bad part of it is ghosting is bad but that he like is really intense and does everyone is overusing love bombing but mm, but yes, I'm, yes. I'm sure i think in this case it is accurate to be like he's very intense about how much he likes them and then we'll just fucking ghost him and one of the girls was she put the timeline together that she had gone out with him on a saturday and they had plans on a sunday and then he like ghosted her and never talked to her again but another girl had reached out because she saw her TikTok and was like, I was in his bed Saturday morning. We've been dating for six weeks. <gasps> Caleb, you dog. Caleb, you dog. West Elm Caleb. <gasps> West Elm. It is a hard one to say. West Elm Caleb. It reminds me of that TikTok. Remember this thing where... A man like walking through New York overheard a group of girlfriends talking about if your name's Miranda. What was her name? If your name's I don't remember, but it's like, it was like not that crazy of a name, which was why it was so crazy that it did get back to her. And they like had a whole it was like a beautiful I mean, other than bitches being bitches, it was a beautiful story of like the Internet doing its thing. I mean, TikTok is amazing because they're like tick. They literally like almost I like I'm on messy TikTok, so uh, what does that mean? It's it's people just, you know, talking like messy, petty kind of bullshit, <laughs> kind of, you know, drama. I'm really deep into it. I mean, like I said, this is how West Elm Caleb came on my radar. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm like a 25 year old girl in New York <laughs> who's like on the scene, you know, but I'm not. I need it. This is what I need. I don't. My algorithm is like lost in Persian cats as all my algorithms get lost in. I know. For a while, I was like, I have too many rescue horses. I can't be doing this. <laughs> this is not actually who I am. I just I liked the wrong thing. But so I'm on messy talk and people like really will like post like I cannot believe what happened right now blah 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 and then they'll be like they'll give like minor details and be like TikTok do your thing and TikTok always does its thing it does its thing it really does its thing it's beautiful what an incredible like organ <laughs> functioning out there in the world you know yeah but Ugh. I will say this, you shouldn't film people without their permission unless it's like for your own safety or. Uh, oh, yes. It's not. Yeah, that's that's bad, guys. <laughs> yes. Don't take pictures of people. Don't post about strangers like even, you know, just be kind. I guess that if something is... bad has happened to you, if yes. it's your story, that's fine. But you shouldn't just be talking about other people like that. No. I mean, no, oh, no, my no, God. No. What's our podcast about? JK. Uh, <laughs> oh. The entire premise is moot. And then the other thing is that I've been watching Cheer season two. Have you? Oh, I'm very curious. I have not watched season two. I have like this. I mean, I'm sure like everybody, like the for sense of foreboding with the like Jerry of it all has made me feel really like squeamish because it's such a tragic, fucked up, like fall from grace thing. Even though from I think what I hear is that's not like necessarily well, the bulk of the season by any means. So for people who haven't watched Cheer on Netflix, Cheer is about this community college cheer squad. It's reality. It's like a, a docu-series about them going to nationals and being like the best cheer squad in the whole country. And 
and like all the hard work and how hard it is to be on it. That's what season one is about. It's about like kind of these amazing kids doing this amazing thing. And then they got famous and they had like a phenomenon. Yes. Huge phenomenon. They got famous and I guess, was it 2020? Yeah. And like the fall of 2022, 14 year old boys came forward to say that they had, that Jerry, the star, the breakout star, breakout this amazing star. guy. He was doing like red carpet interviews and he was, had he's become at the, like. Yeah, at the Oscars and stuff. Yes. And so he had like been harassing and soliciting nude photos from these two 14 year old twin boys who were like you know cheerleading fans and cheerleaders themselves and that so all of a sudden the fbi raided his house for child pornography and his trial hasn't come up yet but he's been in prison this whole time and so like when you go into season two of cheer you know that's going to be part of it but it's also a really interesting look at what 15 minutes of fame does to people how hard Mm. it, it like how how it's abused and then how abusive it is to them because like it's rough to all of a sudden like have a hundred thousand people know you and then maybe have an opinion that's not good about you. Yeah. And there's another cheer team called, Mm, I saw the trailer for the Cardinals and they are like 45 minutes down the road and they're also very they're always like it's them two first or second first like and mostly they've been losing for years and years and years to Navarro but here's a secret i found out Jess okay in when they go to Daytona when they go to nationals in Daytona for the junior community college level they're the only two competing teams <laughs> there's there's no one else in their category it's just the two of them so it seems so high stakes and the and the the docuseries does not let you know that that they are the that only seems... two teams competing in their category hmm, that feels like a big piece of information to withhold i would say <laughs> no great are they still amazing yes absolutely yes, no, no no and they work their asses off and it is an incredible i feel like the season one really blew people's minds in terms of understanding like the true athleticism of the sport. Certainly for me, you know, like how much it, how reductive it can be to the, what, how people think of cheerleading versus like what it physically requires. But that is a very funny piece of information. Very funny piece. I don't want it to like ruin it for you, but it's not a spoiler because they never tell you. I'm just pulling the rug out. I did know how competitive or how intense competitive cheerleading was because our middle school and high school teams were both like big competitors while I was. Oh, cool. So my friends who were, cheer- and I had friends who were cheerleaders. I was actually the mascot for a couple weeks. Then I was like, oh, I'm not doing this and started giving other people the Eagle costume and just stopped showing I was showing just going to ask, what was the costume? I simply must know. Ellie the Eagle. Uh, she's not supposed to make noise but you know your girl can't stay quiet and I lost my voice a lot. But we had a very competitive, competitive competitive teams and so like I knew how hard it was because my friends you know they were just like yeah I like went to cheerleading camp with them when I was the the eagle and it's really it's really intense I had to learn a bunch of stunts too like I had to do a a backhand spring and toe touch (laughs) because they're like if we needed you you have to step in so I'd like learn how to base and stuff like oh my the, god the, the look stuff. at you i wasn't good at it but i learned to do it i was like this is hard 
it looks like uh, unbelievably hard. No good. So anyway, that's it's it's riveting though. I I definitely even though there is like this element of like this foreboding, like you said, that stuff's coming going to go down with Jerry. There's this other element of like, oh, what's this new team and all these other people and like just it's very intense. And then also the COVID of it all because so many of them didn't get to compete because of it. So then they graduated and they didn't ever get to. They work so hard for nothing. So, but it's that's- interesting. Well, I definitely want to watch. I haven't. I spent the whole weekend finishing Yellow Jackets. And that was, I haven't like binge binged. And I did that. And so now it's on to new. Were you happy you did it though? Mm, not really. Oh, <laughs> not a Yellow Jackets. Uh, I, don't want to sp- I don't want to spoil it for anybody. It was very fun. But I think in general, those types of shows end up like not being for me for multitudes of reasons. Like I, I, I loved watching the actors. I loved watching the women. I think just like in terms of the story, I felt like it was just kind of circling the drain a lot. And I just was sort of like, yeah, like this is why I don't do, I've never watched Lost. Like I, a lot of these shows, to me, it's I, the the potential possibility that you have if it's a hit, you wait like five seasons, you know, to get answers to things that you and I know writers in a writer's room oftentimes have no plan for or are like adjusting as they go. Yes. Like that to me is just why I don't want to sign up for that. That's very different than a movie or a limited series. And I just had that feeling where I was like, no, I'm not. This was fun. I love these actresses. Really happy for all of them. I'm not doing this for five seasons. It is very is that, spe- specific. You say five seasons because they are. The, the yeah, that's because I. Re- the, I think that is the big difference though between this and a loss is that they know exactly how many seasons they have planned. So that means they know what their story is. Yeah, I just don't want to watch that much. Yeah, <laughs> no, I got too much other stuff to watch. But I would. <laughs> I I think it is well worth the watch. It was very fun, and I wouldn't. You know, I, it's not not a recommendation. I just was like. Ooh, this was a dabble into a kind of television I don't watch and I remember why. I don't like guessing in that way that much if it's not like a doc or an actual like murder mystery oh, maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm happy to be a television idiot where I'm like, oh, oh boy, I didn't know that was going to happen. Like, like, I'm like, oh, wow. I really don't think that far ahead. And so I think shows like this will work for me. Also, it's almost bad because I'm like, no, what happened last time? Like, I don't remember. My brain just doesn't. I truly am checked out. So. I fully get it and I celebrated success and get why everybody loved it and it was very fun to be part it's also just sometimes it's fun to be part of the conversation as a person who doesn't watch like Marvel movies or Spider-Man or like there's so much of life is thank God for fucking Bravo because otherwise it's like I, I feel like I am not participating in culture half of the time you know and that it, for someone like me always makes me feel weird so I it's very fun to be watching like the show and understanding the meme but yeah that was it and then I threw my back out this week and I and I'm fine but I've just been hobbling around and watching Bravo has really come through and made me I mean we watch it for the show obviously for this show but man I really was like we watch it for the love of it we watch it for the love (laughs) of it and it is like I was really like this is soothing when I need it yes it was very nice so anyways that was me should we get on to some news yes let's see what do we got first Jess well this was we've had a few days of quiet from 
Kanye after his like exhausting week, but not before it felt like it kind of hit an apex, which was honestly a big bummer, the whole thing to me. But it was the joint birthday party of Stormy it was Chicago and, yeah. and Stormy. And we saw pictures of it. The family was posting about it. And Kanye posted these like to camera videos in his car that were him basically saying that he was not invited and that no one in the family was giving him the address of where, you know, in Chicago is his daughter. And it's him sort of like ranting about it and how like security wouldn't let him in. Although it's very clear when he's doing this video, Jess, if you I'm sure you watched it as well, that the GPS is talking. He's leaving the air like he's leaving the airport to drive there. So he hasn't gone there yet. So he's not being truthful. Like it's no. like turn right aviation, on aviation <laughs> I noticed and I was like, hmm, right, that's not and in Calabasas. Then, <laughs> yeah, I had the same thing. I was like, wait a minute, and and then yeah, and then there's like a follow up where he like thanks Travis Scott for giving him the, the address after seeing the video, maybe or however reached out and um and he's so grateful and he's like you know it's all about how like. He's kind of going on a, a rant and a ramble about how like, you know, how being a father is his whole thing right now. And that he, you know, he the whole point of having all this money is being able to be a father. And it, it's kind of just a bit of a rant and a ramble. And then we see some pics from the party of him in like a tank top talking to Chris, which pointed out that that was what he was wearing Saturday night in Miami as he was like partying all night with Julia Fox. So he wore the same clothes, Mm. I guess got right on a plane and flew all the way to Los Angeles to scream on a phone about something that he probably, if he had been chiller, what if he, if he hadn't like immediately, I'm sure someone would have told him where to go. Maybe not though, but also he's a, He's a billionaire, right? Yes. And he doesn't live with his children, right? And he no. They're both dating other people. I I could he not it's not could he not afford to have his own birthday party for her? That's what a bunch of people said. Like, hey man, throw it. Throw your own party. And it says here, TMZ, we know TMZ is often partial to the Kardashians, but it says sources close to the ex-couple tell TMZ Kanye was supposed to have Chicago all to himself at 4 p.m. today. So when he started railing about not being invited to her B-Day party with the Kardashians, Kim was surprised. As we're told, they'd previously discussed hosting two separate events for her, and she thought Kanye would be doing exactly that upon picking her up. So who knows, but it's obviously like you hate to see it like you hate to see the kids being like and their birthday parties that like dragged into this and like Kanye is Kanye and always vocal, but it is just like, hey, man, we don't need to be a part of this. It just really stinks to me as someone who now that he knows he's not getting Kim back is out to like make her out to be the bad guy that's all yeah it's like classic tale as old as time when it comes to like you know controlling narcissist husbands who yep who then decide when and where they are going to be a responsible adult in their child's lives well that's how it felt to me was it's just like you know i try to not 
we talked about it before, like not judge them for like, I really don't like doing the thing of judging celebrity parents for being like out and about and like not with home with their kids and stuff. But there was the, like of the week of him running around with Julia Fox, it was kind of just like, hey man, you can go, go do that. You're partying in Miami and New York and all over LA with like fucking Madonna and the game. And, and then you like suddenly are, need to see your child and it's not on your terms, you know, yeah. like that's how it looks. And it's like, you've been having, doing whatever you've gotten up to. <laughs> like, and it's, you know, we heard this time last year that he was not like, she had to, the only way she could contact him was through his security. So yeah. it's like, you know, maybe you guys work on your, you know, communication. Oh my God. Are we forgetting his assault charges? No, I think we talked week? about it. Shit. I feel like we talked about it. Cause here's the thing, especially with someone who uh, is diagnosed bipolar, you can't not sleep like that. You can't not sleep like that. No, no one should not sleep like that. But especially when people are having like, you know, I'm sure it seems like he's in a bit of a, a manic episode, prolonged, That's... and he's not getting sleep and he's probably out drinking or maybe not. But it's, you know, but it's. Well, I think we remembered like the, it. it's so strange. They're so famous, you know, and, and it's certainly not like. But we have gone on these rides with him now enough times, you know, that it's like the build up to remember like the the presidential run the mm -hmm. horrible rally where he cried and talked about aborting north then it was like that week that he i think oftentimes when he g becomes manic the family does circle the wagons yeah and then he reaches out publicly because that week if i remember correctly show me wrong was then when he went on his historic twitter rant where he aired all kinds of dirty laundry on Twitter and called Chris a white supremacist. I mean, and that's the thing. Then you see pictures of them, of them ch just chatting very casually. Just chatting it's like at a child's birthday party. I'm sorry. <laughs> Either these people are evil and out to make and out to destroy your fatherhood. Yeah. Or do you get along with them and you guys are literally 20 feet apart at a party like an hour after you acted like that? Because if yeah. she really wanted to keep him away, she just it, that she he wouldn't have been there that day. No, and I think that this is, I imagine, and obviously I'm siding with Kim in this, but it's like what we know of the last three years is he bought an, a ranch in another state so much so that she felt basically like she had no partner, you know, yeah. and he set up life somewhere else. And anyways, I just feel like it does reek exactly like you said of a very classic like, father you know this disgruntled ex swooping in and trying to sound the alarm like the wife is keeping him from the kids when it's like that wasn't the plan you know and she's probably just trying to really provide stability also i'm gonna flip on what i said a couple weeks ago whenever he bought the house across the street that he was just trying to be a good co-parent i actually now do believe it might be to put pressure on her that he's there I agree. It's funny because I was with you. I mean, I agreed with you when we talked about that and being like, the people are reading into this too much. And now seeing the last few weeks of behavior and this these videos this weekend, I agree that it's like meant to be like, oh, you think you can control when I see them and ha my access to you and your family and our, I mean, our family. Like, I do feel like it is a little bit. It's a lot more threatening feeling, you yeah. know? Yeah just like Ooh, i'll have but the last laugh yeah messy 
Messy, messy, messy talk. Now tell me about this church getting shut down. I, I mean, didn't... there is not a lot of information, but let's okay. talk about our friend Mary Cosby, a uh, famed cult leader of Salt Lake City. <laughs> now we know she's not going to the reunion, so so there's that. But also, so her church has been closed for a while. Okay. I, I think Do we maybe because of COVID. Maybe because of COVID. Okay. And they haven't been having in person because could you imagine just watching her rant over Zoom, please? <laughs> but now it seems that the front of the church, the sign has been removed. It's not even there. So it seems like what does this mean for Mary Cosby's church? I think there's a lot more like bad news coming about this this church. But I think you're right, and I feel like she. Like many who've come before her, including one we'll talk about in a moment, uh, vastly underestimated what gets dug up when you go on any reality TV, but especially Real Housewives. Oh, yes. Also, did we know that Mary Cosby allegedly had an affair with Cameron, the late Cameron? I just saw that this week that there's a like i saw a tiktok of what has there's a photo of the two of them like kind of leaning into the camera and he is like licking the side of her face which i can't i can't imagine her liking that under any circumstance i know it's (laughs) looking at her be watching her be like sexy and freewheeling in a photo was jarring enough there's a headline that is so funny it's all about the tea it says mary cosby allegedly cheated on her step-grandfather with late (laughs) ex-church member who accused her of financial exploitation and running a cult that is so much it's so much bless her i wish she was staying i mean she's a mess but god yeah that headline alone the work you gotta put in to to make it that messy so many complications with that oh my gosh no i was gonna say well yeah still in salt lake we have this one really i feel like is 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 pretty shocking yeah i guess it's not but the last few over the last few days, Jenny, newest housewife on Salt Lake, was basically outed for a bunch of Facebook posts that are not too pretty. I only saw a couple. I think there might have been a lot worse ones than the ones I saw, but they were very they were in response to Black Lives Matter protests that were going on. It's over a six month span in 2020. She posted and reposted memes and photos, including ones which mention phrases like BLM thugs and violent gangs. Yeah. Here's one. That I know says, there was some pro Trump ones, but I didn't see those one. Yeah. Here's one that right here from 20 from, uh, from 2020, September 23rd, 2020. And it says, I'm sick of people saying cops need more training. You had 18 years to teach your kid as kids. It was wrong to loot, steal, set buildings ablaze, block traffic, laser people's eyes. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that got me good. Overturn cars, destroy buildings, and attack citizens who failed. And then another one's like, this is awful. This one, it's just, it's just like she reposted this in September 2nd, 2020. Hundreds of blacks shot and killed many, including children, by other blacks every week. 
over a thousand officers violently injured, some permanently by rioters, anarchists rioting in major cities every night, which has caused billions of dollars of destruction to private and public property. And you still think still think police officers are the problem? You are an idiot. And then there's more. If you one, it's from the community. Oh gosh, I think it's from community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's like a meme of someone calling out. If you follow the officer's orders, you won't get shot. Mm -hmm. And it's just like. It's really rough. It's really rough. And And it's not from long ago. That's what makes it so much worse. It's like it's just from 2020. It's way. I mean, that's the thing is it just becomes sort of like inexcusable and and I think what most people are reacting to also is that like it feels there's a couple of pieces. I think people are are at this point rightfully irritated at like whatever the background checking is with Bravo. Like there's a continued theme of like old things resurfacing mm-hmm. um, and this feels so recent. It did, I, I'm surprised it even took this long, honestly, considering how many episodes in we are. And then she did put up an apology that is interesting. She says, I want to acknowledge and apologize for my deleted Facebook posts from 2020 that resurfaced today. At the time, I thought I was speaking out against violence, but I have since learned how offensive and hurtful my words were. It's why I deactivated that account more than a year ago and why I continue to try and learn about perspectives different from my own. I regret these those posts and am sincerely sorry for the pain they, they caused. And then she put hashtag hate is a virus. Powerful. What do you what do you make of that apology? <laughs> I mean, she said the words that you you should be saying. I don't know that. Here, I I'm of two thoughts. One that it's it's like sort of sort of yes, it is. It has racial tones to it, right? And and reading into that is racism. Yes, she didn't do it on camera, and sometimes Bravo doesn't really slap you on the wrist too much if you don't do it on camera yeah and also maybe they're like well not a lot of bravo fans will be very mad about i don't know but i don't know also and then i think who had the foresight to take these screenshots Mm-hmm. who because this is 2020 she this salt lake was just kind of like i like had just premiered right or no it or, makes me feel like it must be something to do because remember when she fir- the season first started, her like niece came forward about how like everything was like a lie. I d- it, I don't think she's been credited as having put up these Facebook posts, but I do. I know there have been like family issues that yes. have seemed to come about. So it does make me wonder if like maybe someone in the family, because otherwise, yeah, who would have and why? Who would have bothered? I mean, I know that when I was on Facebook, I was constantly screenshotting things to send them to friends who'd be like isn't this insane of this person so that just goes to show you nothing ever disappears i'm like terrified that i did something when i was like 17 and the internet was new that will come back and haunt me one day oh my god same it's why i would yeah i'll never run for office (laughs) (laughs) i mean it is just to me also like if you just let it be said if anyone listening either of us if we decide against all logic to go on reality television just take the time don't just deactivate 
go scrub through and look at what you have, what your trail is on the internet and think about if things were not just deleted, but yes. were screenshotted. Yes. What might happen? Can you handle the repercussions? But I am curious beyond, um, yeah, beyond that apology, what, what might come of it? I know. It's also very interesting considering a some of her storyline has been this year about Mary Cosby and Mary Cosby's racism towards her. Mm -hmm. I mean, my big takeaway is, oh yeah, everyone is racist. This isn't just like a, 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 a white person issue. Like, like America's just full of like, they can point it, point the racism wherever you want. We got a well, lot I, of it here. I, and I everywhere think maybe. I think it'll, it's a really important piece to, to explore because I think it, it points out, what especially as white people I think can get lost in the shuffle to your point, which is that there is nuance between the same way there is, there's discrimination and bigotry between queer groups. There is discrimination and bigotry between different groups of color and different, you know, like this is not like a, a the, the nuance between how different groups see and interact each other beyond white people and people of color, which I think is oftentimes what it like boils down to. And rightfully, because there's a long history of mm -hmm. like severe persecution and aggression. But I think sometimes it can that can flatten the, like the conversation. This is a very interesting to the Mary Cosby of it all. It, it opens up as it has already in the show and in the season opens up like a lot of nuance, you know, that I think is what's made it interesting on the show. And this adds like. A very different perspective. There's such a good possibility that Mary Cosby sent Jesus after her, and this is what Jesus <laughs> dug up. It's in Just her saying. tagline. Then we have sadder news, right? I know these all these came within like an hour of each other I so know. sad andre leon tally who is okay you guys have been listening to a free preview of ellis for losers Ooh, we hope you liked it oh yeah and if you did you can go on over to patreon.com slash l is for losers and you can sign up to listen to our full episodes mm -hmm. which are quite meaty <laughs> and we also will have our vintage recaps of keeping up with the kardashians oh it's fun we got a whole lot of stuff there for you you're gonna love what you find yeah it's patreon.com slash l is for losers bye bye